0: blog talk radio hi everybody welcome to ann ortley's weekly weather my name is ann ortley i'm an astrologer in new york but right now i'm in upstate new york in rhinebeck broadcasting from my hotel room so hopefully this recording gets recorded well We've got decent cell phone bars but you know how it goes when i'm on the cell phone plus mercury stations this week to go retrograde So we're in Mercury's uh, stopping on us. So watch your communication devices and your phones and all those things because people are not going to be communicating at their best. Um, What we do, or they'll be communicating at their best, but you might not like what they say. That's the other way to do it. Because Mercury is in Leo, and Mercury in Leo is one of the signs it doesn't like to be in because all it does is talk about itself. And it goes, hey, I want to talk about myself. And then when you finish talking about... Um, then they go, okay, I want to talk about myself some more, you know, because it's Mercury and Leo. Or everybody thinks they know exactly, exactly how you're doing or what you're doing or they have opinions to give you or you have opinions to give them, and nobody really wants to hear it. Okay, so best advice this week, kind of keep your own counsel um, because Mercury stationing in Leo makes everybody pretty opinionated and pretty clear that they're right and you might not be right. <laughs> so you know those weeks. Um, so anyway, what we do out here on the weekly weather is we do talk about the week ahead and what's going on. And of course, we're still in eclipse season. We're in eclipse season until August 24th. But this week, we have the second of three eclipses. And you go three. Man, two's bad enough. I know three's a lot. And this one's the big one. This is the mean one. This is the one that everybody's going to be talking about and uh, going, oh, my goodness, that was a big eclipse. Um, and so watch for it. it happens this week, you're going to feel the buildup. I think we saw it a little early last week with uh, uh, President's Adventures in Helsinki um, because he has got this eclipse exactly opposite his stuff, all his Leo stuff, on his Leo stuff, and then uh, activating it. And, of course, Mars is... Still out of bounds, which means it's badly behaved, uh, or very, very strongly behaved, or really, really, really goodly behaved. You can go any one of those three ways. And of course, this week it hit the angle, uh, the note of fate, so there was important decisions, part two. We have another, yet one more hit, and Mars does not clear his shadow until October 10th, so the story is unfolding till then. Hang on, stay tuned, all excitement. Um, so Mars still out of bounds, still going backwards. He's going to be going into the eclipse degree. Now I'm going to have a podcast on the eclipse on Wednesday next week. Um, I don't know if it's up on my site yet. I think they did it, but I didn't check. I've been on vacation this week and I've been rather laggard. Um, been a bit of a been a bit of a slug. the The women, the women that work for me have been handling it. The ladies have been doing a great job. So I think it might be up, but it might not. But anyway, we're going to have an eclipse podcast on about Friday's eclipse. Uh, And that is a big one. This is a super-duper wacko wow. And we saw a little precursor of it. Um, You know, I always pay attention to the news. We saw a little precursor of it that news that happened in January of 17 and then in October 27th of 17 uh, is now culminating. So if you had stories that were unfolding then, they now come to their full moon energy. The problem with this is that they're on the nodes of fate. So it means that those stories had a fated quality for you, and they did for all of us on some level. Um, that was when the new administration got sworn in. Um, and we also are looking in your own life where you have the, the nodes of fate who are traveling uh in um, traveling backwards in Leo and Aquarius, and the node on Friday, the eclipse day, is going to be at 5.53, 5 degrees and 53 minutes. So anything you have at 5 degrees is going to be activated. Now the nice part about this is you're being invited to transform and change things. And I've been up here at a Jungian retreat um, and the, the theme of the treat is looking backwards, going forwards, right? <laughs> Which is very appropriate with Mars retrograde. We're all looking backwards. We're all looking backwards at our lives and everything that happened between age nine and zero when we were little, zero to nine, that's when, you, that's when those complexes that are going to be very activated this week are were formed, okay? So we all have, have been learning a lot up here, we all have these complexes. We think of them as energetic systems in your chart. So, you all have an energetic system in your chart, and any planets that are between zero and nine are getting activated this week, especially the ones at four and five. Uh, well, actually, Mars is three degrees 58 minutes, so that's almost four. The moon is four degrees 44 minutes, which is four years old and nine months. And the note of fate is five degrees 53 minutes, which is uh, two months, one month short of your sixth birthday. And then Pallas Athena is nine years old, and the sun is four degrees and nine months old, four years and nine months old. So we're talking little. We also have the other planets. Um, Saturn and Uranus are young also. Saturn is three degrees and 47 minutes, and that's three degrees and ten mo- three years old and 10 months. and Uranus is two degrees and a half, two and a half years old. And Chiron is two years old. So we've got a lot of planets at very young degrees. What that means when they get triggered and activated is we all go, oh, my goodness, and it brings up very old stuff when we were little. And it brings it up to clear it, right? That's the whole idea of astrology is we have these cycles repeating over and over and over again, and they help us clear things. So you're going to be clearing some really old stuff. Because the sun and the moon is opposite each other, and and the moon is on the south node with Mars, This is a classic opportunity to get really mad, Mars, and leave um, about an emotional matter, moon, and leave the sun. And when you leave the sun, or if someone leaves you, um, that's the energy of this week. Now, you don't have to leave, but you can. (laughs) And you might. And so, one, you know, eclipses we always watch because this is when people leave. You know, it's when they die, literally, because things that have been building up for a while, actually take place and happen. The bubble pops, the pimple pops, the rupture happens, the infection lances. We have a big eruption, right? That's what eclipses do emotionally. They take out the light. So the moon is going away, which means we're going to be very emotional. The moon is hanging out with Mars, which means we're going to be very emotional. (laughs) And it's opposite the sun, which means we're not going to necessarily be really rational. But we are going to be very opinionated about what we think it should be because Mercury stations, and he's kind of stopped on the day of the eclipse. And, of course, all the other planets are retrograde this summer, asking us to look back before we go forward. So this is a big old potent one, and you want to hang on to your hats. I encourage staying in bed. (laughs) Not really. But, you know, just know that everybody else is having the eclipse too. So like when you're crossing the street, just look both ways because the driver might be having a memory of when they were five years old and they might not see you. Or, you know, you're, you know, you're calling your friend and they're sobbing emotionally and you're kind of like, wow, you know, but this is actually not a bad thing. This is, you're seeing it for the first time. The other thing that eclipses do is they help us see things. You're going to have an aha moment and you may have people saying to you, well, you know, it's been like that for a really long time. And you're kind of like, but I never saw it before. Or you never saw it quite the way you're going to see it now, right? So that's the other part. It might have been there. You might have been right under your nose. And you go, oh, my, I never saw it before. So that's the energy. Very potent, very strong, very intense. Now into all this, me, a woman who very rarely watches any kind of horror movie, I've been asked, this is a public broadcast announcement, besides the lunar eclipse webinar we're going to have on Wednesday, uh, the um, 25th, um, which is up on my website, but I'm not positive, so don't yell at me if it's not. We'll we'll be sending a newsletter out on Monday to remind everybody. Um, And I don't normally do full moon, but this is a really big full moon eclipse. And it lands in the second and the eighth house in the U.S. and in the New York chart. So it's validating uh, money and what's of value to you. It's really encouraging you to focus on what's of value to you. Um, and in the country as I am, I had a little aunt just then. Hi, little aunt. Um, yes, you're very cute. You can go away now. Um, so I'm also hosting at the Rubin Museum. I I got picked to host the MAGUS, M-A-G-U-S. It's the Anthony Quinn, Candace Bergen, Michael Caine movie from the 1960s. Uh, based on the Knowles book of the same name about a magician, because Virgos, of course, are magicians. We also, Virgo is one of the big signs for being witches also. But anyway, any rate, this is a book, this is a movie about the the magician. And the Rubin Museum has a lovely cocktail hour, Friday night, it's down on 17th Street, and really good appetizers.
1: <laughs> and then
0: the movie, where you can sit very civilized with a little table and your glass of wine and your appetizers. The movie starts at 930 so I'll be giving the intro lecture about the movie and all the astrological and magical symbolisms in it. So feel free to stop by and say hi or not. If you don't like horror movies, that's totally cool. I'm, I'm kind of figuring I'm going to be sitting here with my eyes closed most of the thing. And I have to watch it this week and get myself all scared because I'm supposed to review it which, and I've never seen the movie. So anyway, it'll be fun. But I'm a Virgo, so I'm doing the Virgo movie. Um, so yeah, they have a whole series of horror movies based on astrology, which I kind of find interesting that that contra that contra com, combination of things. So join me on Friday at the Rubin Museum and watch for the and we're it's the day of the eclipse. The eclipse is at 4:20 that afternoon, so we'll all be really wired for the eclipse and. Um, forward we go. So this week, let's talk about the moons. As I mentioned, very emotional week because we've got the lunar eclipse coming. So I'm going to tell you the moons, and quite frankly, they're really not going to matter because if this puppy's setting off your chart, whenever it sets your chart off, you're going to be run, run, running around, taking off your clothes, dancing naked in the park. Because um, it's that kind of eclipse. It really is. And it's it, you know it got the sun in the eighth, so you might meet somebody important. I had one of my students report that she met a really cute guy. And he's an Aquarian, so that's kind of cool. Um, And you just want to watch this opposition, because it is an opposition, and it is a thing. And then back to January of 17, back to October of 17, uh, to see what the first two parts of the story were, when the moon was in Aquarius, and the sun was in Aquarius, and the moon was in Scorpio. And the the moon was in Aquarius, and the sun was in Scorpio. All right, so moons. Today the moon's in Sagittarius as well today the 22nd, and it also is uh, in Sagittarius on Monday the 23rd. It goes void at 422 with the trine to Mercury. So it's a nice day for connection, reuniting with people, getting to see people you haven't seen in a while. The moon is void all day Tuesday. Nothing going on on Tuesday. 5.49 p.m. the moon goes into Capricorn. It's in Capricorn Tuesday night. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, it goes void in the morning, 9.41 a.m., and it is void all day long, okay, void all day on Thursday, and that's a moon-Pluto conjunction. So a lot of people I know are waiting for legal decisions. So that means this this next few days, you know, the legal Sagittarius and then the Capricorn, you know, decisions coming down because the saturn pluto uh, aspect in this chart, and it's Saturn sun, uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, everybody gets a positive outcome, and it is, if it's asking for a change, the aspect is trying Uranus, so the change can definitely be made. Um, 941, the moon is void all day Thursday, and then it goes into Aquarius bright and early, 641 a.m. on Friday the 27th, and the lunar eclipse is at 420 p.m. on Friday afternoon, and then it's in, it's in Aquarius all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then it goes void bright and early Sunday morning at 525 a.m. on the 29th, and then it is void all day Sunday the 29th. Now, a lot of times when we have all-day void moons, it's because you're working on really big stuff emotionally. So we have an all-day void moon on Tuesday, an all-day void moon on Thursday, and an all-day void moon on Sunday. And when it goes into Pisces Sunday night at 7.28 p.m., the closing aspect for Sunday night is an opposition to Venus, the separation and energy saying, okay, that's finished. So this is big decision week. This is big separating week. This is big we're done with it week. So all you listeners who've been waiting for something to change, this is when it happens. Now, we had an interesting class here. I've been up here for a week and uh, been learning lots of cool stuff. And one of the questions I asked uh, this really brilliant Jungian guy yesterday, Dr. Hollis, was because I I love his stuff. I actually have some of it on my website, Swamplands of the Soul. And, um, you know, because he talks about the energy. So I asked about the anger in the world. And he said anger, A-N-G, is from angina, is anxiety, is angst, right? It's the same energy. And it's a complementary energy that, ang- that pops up when we are feeling a heart attack, literally a heart attack, you know, going after the heart, the auger, the angina, the pain. So we're feeling a pain, and our reaction then is Mars, right? And I don't know if you saw the video on Facebook. thought it was pretty hysterical. This guy walked by a waitress, pinched her butt, and she threw him on the floor. Okay, now you know, Venus is in Virgo in a grand trine with Saturn and Uranus, and the police looked at the video, and they arrested the guy for a sexual assault. But it, it is that anger. When it comes up this week, when the anger arises, because Mars is on the moon, and we are going to be having some mighty big anger, uh, and it's in Aquarius, which is kind of the assassin anger, you know, where you just go cold, and you're done, and you're finished, and you don't ever want to talk about it again. Watch the anger. Watch the energy surface and understand that underneath it is some kind of fear, some kind of anxiety, some kind of complex being activated. Don't I sound like I've been hanging out with the Jungians for a week? And all a complex is is an energy cluster. We call it planets talking to each other, and they call it energy clusters. Same energy. You know, it's just different ways of describing it. But watch the anger with the Mars on the moon. Uh, And watch where your chart decides it wants to click off, where it says, I'm done here, or I think I need to stop this and go somewhere else. It's a great energy for sobering up. It's a great energy for leaving. It's a great energy for seeing things and saying, okay, this is the area that I need to make changes in. It's a full moon. Emotionally, you're going to come to understand things in a way you didn't see them before. And the eclipse is really potent. Uh, It is also involving Neptune. Venus is opposite Neptune, so there's a lot of emotional energy here. Because Mercury is stationing retrograde, you are not necessarily going to hear it correctly. In other words, you may react to something that you heard someone say, but they didn't actually say that, right? They said something else, but you heard it through a filter. And remember, everything gets filtered. We have, we filter through our stuff. We filter through our planets. We filter through how old the planet is that hears it, right? Because if the planet doesn't hear it properly, uh, or it hears it its own with its own spin, then we we react, right? So you want to kind of know that this is really one of those weeks where everybody really needs to be uh, super conscious of eggshells <laughs> because we're all walking on them. Or you may want to kick the eggs. I'm cool with that. You know, if you're done with that egg, I'm good if you're ready to get rid of it. Just remember that this has been there for a long time. It's served you in many, many ways. Rather than killing it, bless as you leave. Thank it for what it taught you. Honor it and say, thank you so much. I've grown past you. I've grown out of this. I've grown away from this. I now need to go and pursue my new path because, so that, that's what I'm being called to do, North Node and Leo. And a lot of people are going to say, I need to go or I need to go do this. It doesn't mean they're necessarily getting rid of you or you're necessarily getting rid of them, but you do have to follow the path of the heart. And sometimes the things that are holding us back hold us back because that's what they're there for. And now you're going to see it and you're going to go, I don't want that holding me back anymore. I'm ready to let it go. And that's the honorable place to stand, okay? That this is about what's right for your soul and your you and your path. And it may cause a little heart, a little anger, a little angina, a little anxiety. And if you find yourself in an anxious mess, you're right where you're supposed to be. And if you find yourself really mad, you're right where you're supposed to be. Sit down, talk to it, get to know it better. Remember, it's your reaction and it is the eclipse and it is emotional and uh It's a big one, man. This is the mean one, too. You know, I was talking before about it being the mean one. It's the mean one. All right, so let's talk about the planets. Um, This week, we do have Mars. uh, In addition to all the other fun stuff, we have the sun going into Leo, which is always really cool. We love the sun going into Leo. And on the 22nd, uh, we have uh, Venus sextiling uh, Jupiter, which is always great. Uh, And that helps us, um, that's today, that's uh, this afternoon. It gives us an abundance and a new energy and a new collaborative and new collaborative fun things. We have the moon entering SADS today, which we already talked about. We have the sun aspecting volcanus. That's going to happen tomorrow on the 23rd. And the sun, actually I do this usually the other way. I'm doing it in date time order. So I was like, what's wrong with this story? All right, so let's start, let's start that again. Yeah, it's a good opportunity. It's, uh, okay, so this is the week of July 22nd. So the sun goes from, it's <laughs> like reading and going, this is not how I normally do it. Uh, the sun goes from zero Leo to seven Leo, okay? So we've got a nice patch of sun that we're running through here. It hits up with um, volcanoes, which causes eruptions, explosions, and excitement. It also has a square to Uranus and a trine to Chiron on the 25th. That's on Wednesday. Uh, And so when the sun aspects uh, Chiron, it says, okay, here's a wound that we're trying to heal. And then when it squares Uranus, it goes, ah, to hell with it. I don't really want to heal in any way. I want to do something different. Or here's a new way to approach it. Try this new thing. Remember, sun loves being in Leo. It's its favorite place. So that part of us should be a little happy underneath there, right? Sun is in conjunct Saturn on the 26th, which means a health adjustment or a health aspect. As with all eclipses, any health matters. Get yourself to the doctor right away. No fooling around. Just because this eclipse is a Mars on your moon, definitely go right away. Things can rupture with this. You got a headache, it might be a, might be an aneurysm. Got a stomach ache? go to the doctor. It might be something big. Um, sun opposite Mars happens on the 27th. That's on Friday. That's right before the eclipse hits. And then the sun hits the nodes of fate on the 28th. Right? Remember, because eclipses are within 15 degrees. So we've got hot degrees, the 27th, the 28th. And it pushes us forward. And then it also hits the eclipse. It also invites us to move forward because the sun goes to the north node. It's on the north node. It's leaving behind what it doesn't need. So we want to remember that that's part of the journey this week. Mercury is stopped dead in the sky, which means conversations will remain kind of stuck around things or around different energies that people are going to want to talk about over and over again. You can expect it to be a little obsessive conversations. Um, Mercury is basically parked in the sky at 23 degrees, 27 minutes, 26 minutes, which is where he's stopping on uh, the 26th. So the day or two before him, the 25th and the 27th, they're kind of slow-moving and not working well. And he also is uh, in conjunct Lilith. And so there's a desire for him to not – Mercury's not in the mood to be subservient. He's in the mood to point out the darker energies. He's in the mood to point out the problems. And then when we get to the weekend, he joins uh, – Juno. So he says, okay, this is what I want to partner with. This is who I want to partner with as of the 27th. So watch who you want to partner with, or watch who invites you to partner, because you may be, you know, intrigued by their offer because you know it's kind of happening. You're getting you're getting the offer this week. Uh, this week Venus goes from 12 Virgo to 20 Virgo. So she's zooming along in Virgo. Again, not her favorite sign, but she gets a lot of work done there. <laughs> and she knows things. So I have I went through two two notebooks, two pads of paper, you know, just like pages and pages of notes for this week. Um and it was good. It was very helpful. I learned a lot and uh wrote a lot of stuff down. I was being very Virgoan. Um so Venus and Virgo happens this week, um, and she runs from thirteen, twelve thirteen to twenty. She has the sextiles of Jupiter, uh, which is a lot about expanding and new ideas and giving herself permission. She has a big old aspect with Neptune on the 23rd and the 24th, first by declination, then by opposition. So uh, you want to watch for the illusion to fall. The, the illusion, you know, you saw, you saw it, you were like, oh, wow, I, that was the dream, that was my dream, that was my illusion, Illusions fade this week. We the, the lights come up. We see the makeup. We see the creases. We see they're old. We see something we never saw before. And Venus opposite Neptune is, of course, a separating aspect with something we love. Uh, it is in the sixth house. These eclipses are hard on pets, too. Um, so if you have pets that are leaving, I have my little Max, who's 18, and I got all these eclipses in my sixth house of pets. So hopefully Max will be Okay. If he's an old boy, um, and uh, hopefully Remo will be okay, too. But, you know, watch your pets, anything going on with them, click to the vet. Also, not just your health, but pet health. Venus's sesquiquadrat uh, Uranus this week, which is a lot of unusual news around relationships or how we partner or where we go and what we do. And Venus's sesquiquadrat Mars on the 27th. Again, stressful aspects, but taking action and moving forward. Remember, Venus and Virgo will, she'll kind of sigh, she'll get a little anxiety, and then she'll dig in, right? And then she has a lovely trine to Pluto on the 27th. That's at 925 at night. That's when I'm hosting the Magus at the the Rubin Museum, a scary movie from a woman who never watches scary movies. But hey, I'm in. Um, So come and join me. So that's Venus trine Pluto on the 27th. and then there also is Venus aspecting Chiron on the 28th watching, bringing up our wounds for us and inviting us to work with them on a new level. Mars is biquintile quintile Ceres on the 24th, inviting us to understand a new way of creating. And also Mars and Saturn are having a little bit of a spat this week because they're in each other's blind spots, right? So Mars at three degrees Aquarius is in Saturn's blind spot of three degrees Capricorn. So um, just know that there's this energy there where you're not going to see it coming, right? And that's going to be on the 28th. So, uh, you know, remember these three weeks with three long void moons usually are designed for us to take some time and not be so busy and caught up in the world to to give us space to work. So take advantage of that on Saturday if you need to. Um, Jupiter is contra-parallel. I'm going to have my, yeah, contra-parallel. So there's a lot of energy about leaving home, and of course this is a big one for people leaving and going back to college or going off on new adventures, moving before school starts, right? So that's this week, a lot of moving and departure energy with Jupiter, opposite series, saying goodbye, you can't go home again, home's not the same. And then uh, Saturn parallels Vesta saying, okay, here's my new nest. I've got a new nest now. Wow, that's pretty cool. So we, we leave. We say goodbye to mom. We say goodbye to home. And then two days later, we're in our nest. That's next Saturday, on Sunday, the 28th. So watch for wanting to make nests. Make, make not a word. Make nests. You're going to feel like you want to nest in and snuggle in. Uh, and then we have Uranus Square Lilith. That happens on the 28th. That's on next Saturday, which is very much about I'm not in the mood for you to tell me what to do. Okay, So watch out for... Women that do not want to be subservient. They got triggered pretty big time on the 22nd of July. So we'll see what that is, and we'll go forward with that energy. And then we also have Pluto joining series on the 24th. So there's a lot of angry women out there this week, or women who do not want to be subservient, or people who don't want to be subservient. You know, we give Lilith generally to women, but technically it's anybody who doesn't want to be subservient is going to not be in the mood to be subservient this week. They're going to say, you know what? That didn't really work for me last time. So I think I think I want to change it. So watch for that energy of not wanting to be subservient, which is also tied to the eclipses. Like if I have to take care of you, then I'm not able to do what I need to do for my path or what I need to do for moving forward or I need to let this go because it's, it's a bit burdensome, burdensome and it's holding me back. From moving and eclipses do end things that we might not otherwise be able to end, and they do have a little bit of drama involved in them. So honor that feeling. Don't necessarily feel you need to um, just really watch, watch and pay attention because the energy is pretty potent, and you're not gonna you're not gonna miss it. Um, the note of fate meets up with Pallas Athena and helps her form a new strategy this week. So she's she's coming up with new ways and new approaches to do things. And you want to listen to her. Pal Sophina is in Leo and she's really working and she's tied to the nodes. So she's she's gonna say, well hey maybe a strategy then would be this as a way of trying as a way of working with it. How about we try this? So kind of watch for suggestions from people Uh, when you're going through the eclipses, because the universe does not want you to necessarily suffer. It wants you to grow, right? So whatever blows off or disappears or goes away this week is leaving because you're going to, you need to grow in that area, or there's a growth requirement. Kind of think of it as we're clearing this out so you can grow or it can heal. That's another way to look at it. Or, so that you're free of it and you're able to follow your path. Remember the North Node has been in Leo since May of last year, inviting you on your path. This is the this next month. I'm telling you, August is rocking. Uh this eclipse kicks it off, but this next month, while Mark goes back and scrapes out the mayonnaise jar. Remember we mayonnaise jar analogy a couple of years and <laughs> a couple of months, it feels like it was just weeks ago. Um, yeah, you're scraping out the mayonnaise jar. So this is Ann Ortley. Signing off, wishing you a great week and lots of love and big hugs and have a good eclipse. Bye-bye.